0: Hello, hello. Well, hello. I got in first again. Ah. Dang it. <laughs> it's best picture Sunday. Except we didn't we watched it on
1: Sunday. We watched it on Sunday. We didn't make the podcast on Sunday, so yeah, we're going to be up front. We're a little you. behind. Life happens. It does. Anyway, so what did we watch? What did we pull from the vase? West Side Story. Released in 1961. Yes, it's well, a true well, classic. It is.
0: You know, they're remaking this movie. Yeah, I'm really torn on how I feel about that. Me too. Because when you remake a classic, sometimes it falters very hard.
1: Let's hope that's not the case.
0: I hope so too.
1: But let's take that image and throw it out the window. And let's talk about the original, the classic 1961 West Ed story. Yes,
0: let's do that.
1: Welcome dear friends new and old to our happy place filled with coffee books and movies we're reviewing old favorites and sharing newly discovered treasures there's something for everyone here this is roast reads and reels so West Side story 1961 great music big cast <laughs> soundstage musical yeah That's what I really like about this. We had talked while we were
0: watching about the colors and how in a lot of new modern musicals and modern movies in general, they use a lot of like muted tones Mm -hmm. in the colors. And like reds aren't really red. They're kind of washed out. And, you know, blues aren't really blue. They're very washed out. But this movie, they punched the color up so much and I don't know if it was like the type of film they used or if they specifically painted the set to just be more vibrant but the streets and like the fire escapes are bright red the walls in the dance hall are these bright colors their and like, costumes their costumes are all really bright the boys eyes the blue eyes they're super bright and it just has this like punchy awesomeness to it that really imbues That, like, musical magic into the movie.
1: I'm wondering if they partly punched up the colors and made it more colorful because the story itself, at the heart of it, is not so colorful. It's pretty dark. I mean, yes, we have, like, those really iconic songs like I Want to Be in America and Tonight. I Feel Pretty. You have these phenomenal musical theater numbers, but at the root of it, it's a tragic story. Wow.
0: Yeah, it's Romeo and Juliet set in New York.
1: And you have, instead of the dueling families, you have the dueling gangs. You have the race um, offsetting. So you have the whites and the Puerto Ricans. Yeah. It's such a commentary that follows through to today. It does. And that might be why they're remaking it now. I'm sure. It's because there is that highlighting race right so you have like coming together but also that conflict
0: yeah it's a very interesting juxtaposition too because i always say like oh like in the heights is just modern day Mm -hmm. west side story and you always yell at me for it but i I still stand by it that you know in the heights is just a boring version of west side story
1: Yeah, it still has the magic at times but yes i can see where you're coming from um less death in, in the heights. Oh yeah. That's why it's boring. Yeah. Oh, that's that's what we <laughs> there's got. There's no to. death.
0: There's no uh, uh right. there's nothing really driving the story. Right. Yeah. We had talked about that too when we were watching that. We
1: did. You
0: know, a lot of what drives West Side Story is you know, the conflict between the two sides, the Jets and the Sharks and like learning to live with each other and like this loving across you know, the divide across the boundary. But like You know, in the other musical, which Mm -hmm. I won't keep naming, there's not a lot that drives the story forward. It's definitely, like, autobiographical feeling, Mm -hmm. which sometimes when you don't make them super fantastical, they fall flat. Right,
1: And I think, and we're not talking about In the Heights, but In the Heights has its demographic of showing a community that hasn't been showcased before. So I will give it all the credit for what it is. Yeah, it's still beautiful absolutely um but with west side story i think one thing that stands out so vividly to me is the opening scene because there is no dialogue for 10 it's minutes mimed
0: out for sure yeah
1: and it's all about the physicality of the these dance. characters and the city and you kind of see how the city moves and how these people move through it and that is something that modern filmmakers seem to ignore there they always
0: has to be someone talking.
1: They don't find beauty in the silence, essentially. Right. right. And you have this incredible score of music to drive it. But without that physicality, you almost get to know the characters without them saying a word.
0: Here's something. Could you put on a version of West Side Story without the singing? Just do dance. Interpretive Bob Fosse-style dance, like they do in the beginning. What's Jerome Robbins? Jerome Robbins, yeah. Through the whole thing. Because the whole opening number is them mime-acting what's going on, and they do it later on, too, in different songs. But could you just mime-act the whole thing? I think you could get the point of the story.
1: I think it would be a ballet at that point. Yeah, if you did it it without
0: any words, I think it'd be really cool. That'd be a really neat, like, a one-night thing, maybe, because I don't think you'd draw a lot of crowds, but...
1: You know, if it was good enough, though, I think that you know you can see the New York City Opera Ballet putting on a production of this.
0: It'd be very unique, that's for sure,
1: right? And I, I think that there is a ballet of Romeo and Juliet. So, take West Side Story's music and throw it into a ballet. I think you, yeah, you're onto something.
0: I mean, it has gorgeous music. It does. And if you've seen the movie or the actual show, you'd be able to like. Sing it in your head and know what's going on for sure.
1: What's interesting to me about the music and the lyrics is that Stephen Sondheim did the lyrics for this, which when I found that out, it kind of blew my mind because he's known for Sweeney Todd, Assassins, Into the Woods. You know, he,
0: yeah, his music usually has a lot of um, multi layered voices Mm -hmm. and then a lot of dissonant harmonies, which West Side Story does not have. It's a very classic musical of, like, this is a musical. We don't need dissonant harmonies and people singing over each other and rounds of music. So, yeah, it's very different from his other works then.
1: The other thing that I thought of while watching the film was about how Puerto Ricans would take, like, this portrayal of them. You know, I'm like, okay, they're singing I Want to Be in America. And in my head I'm like, is this how puerto ricans would actually feel and i don't know because i'm not puerto rican you're not puerto rican Um, yeah we can't really speak to that i mean i I haven't heard any backlash behind it right so it makes me think that it could be a a fairly honest portrayal
0: yeah well puerto rico's been a american territory for a long time now
1: but when they talk about the poverty and that, just i mean we still see that today obviously the poverty is still there unfortunately
0: if they were a state they would get more help right once Statehood again for cutting Rico.
1: politics <laughs> out of this podcast but just to bring it up i i was interested because yeah. like i said it, it is crossing racial lines right you have the puerto ricans yeah, be and interesting to, to the white hear. americans we'll call them yeah um who are conflicting the city boys right yeah right one thing i really like about the costuming of this and it goes to like the racial divides and everything. Is that the costumes for the Puerto Ricans are gorgeous and flowing for the dresses and you have those like flowing shirts for the guys and then you have the Jets who are like the White City boys and they're in those t-shirts and jeans.
0: It's yeah they're the boys in denim.
1: Right. Right. And I just I'm so drawn to the Puerto Rican costuming because it's so beautiful. Right, They're colorful, yeah. and they move, and they flow.
0: They look a lot more comfortable.
1: I do. <laughs> and more fun to dance in, let's
0: be honest. Yeah. yeah, the dance scene where they fight through dance is gorgeously choreographed. Yeah. I just, you know, they have the dance leader. I don't know what he is. Is he the principal of the school? Yeah. Whoever he is. And he's like, circle up, and they circle up, and then just immediately go back to their sides, and then start dance battling. With like, their own... Yeah, their own dates who they brought yeah, to the dance. It's just amazing, and yeah. it just—it's just fun. It's very quirky in the meeting. Obviously, like it gets sad really fast. I mean, it's Romeo and Juliet. So what are you gonna do? It's gonna be sad, right?
1: One thing that is funny to me is they don't look like high schoolers, right? They're supposed to be high schoolers, and they don't. And it's like the grease syndrome. I feel right. like where you have like people in their twenties and thirties playing high schoolers. And now we're seeing that happen again in a future musical film, Dear Evan Hansen. And it just is interesting to me that I'm wondering if they cast older because of the complexity of the choreography and the maybe the maturity of the story.
0: Maybe, but we've seen high schoolers play these types of roles and do right. very well. I right. mean, right. You brought up Dear Evan Hansen. You know, there have been a few Evan Hansens who are very young. Right out of high school. And, you know, have experienced the things that Evan experiences. And they can play it just fine. So I think it's more you find one or two people that you really like to play certain characters. And then you have to fit the rest of the cast around them. So you can't have an 18-year-old next to a 35-year-old and be like, hey, these people are the same age.
1: Right. We did have that discussion while watching this that I feel like they centered every casting decision around Natalie Wood because they wanted her to play Maria. Yes. Which I think that this movie still would have been just as good with somebody other than Natalie Wood because she didn't even sing 90% of this musical.
0: Right. I think it was probably the name attached to it. I mean, that's old hollywood right. they you know right. even now they still like when a name is attached to a movie right does better um i think you know i don't know a lot of the actors from that time like when they'd be young at that point so it's hard right. to be like oh this person would have been great in that role right right because you have to have somebody that can sing at least a little bit right. you know someone that looks I mean, she she's a white girl, so obviously she's not Puerto Rican. But you have to have somebody that maybe can look, you know, like they're from that area, right? And if you're making it now, have somebody who is from that area
1: and bringing up Natalie Wood and having her be like the quote unquote like star of the show. It's interesting that she was not nominated for an Academy Award or anything when this won ten Academy Awards. It's a lot. Rita Moreno one for best supporting actress and I forget the actor who played Bernardo, but he won for best supporting actor. So you have the two supporting leads who outshone Natalie Wood. I mean you could take Natalie Wood's name off this movie and take her out and you just it wouldn't matter, I feel like. And maybe it was to get butts in the seats, but Probably I'm gonna be honest,
0: I didn't know who she was. So
1: right. Right. and see there you go. It it stands the test of time without knowing her name. Right. Right. So, but it's over and done with. And unfortunately, Natalie Wood is no longer with us. You know,
0: one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie and the musical really is when Maria is yelling at the boys with the gun, you know, asking how many bullets I have, how many of you can I kill Mm -hmm. and still have one left for myself. And like, just shows her heartache mm-hmm. over losing this boy that she really has only met a day before. Right. And, you know, I think obviously like we've said, it's Romeo and Juliet, but like in Romeo and Juliet, they're more like dumb teenagers and like, it's kind of their own fault that they die. But in this, it's like, they are victims of an outside
1: Circumstance. Um, Circumstance, yeah. It's things
0: that are put upon them that cause the death and not their own stupidity. Right, right. So,
1: One scene that strikes me as really powerful, and I feel it's more powerful in the stage musical, and it's probably because you're in the room and you're experiencing it live, but they do a, a decent job of it in the film, is when Anita goes to tell tony that maria's gonna wait for him and go off with him and she goes to the store to tell him and all the jets are there and they essentially try to rape her
0: yeah it's like that group mentality of like they the mob mob mentality of yeah they have this idea and it grows way too quickly in their minds
1: and the music behind it is i want to be in america but that they like it's orchestrated there and the movie, it seems very muted in the musical. It is blaring. I mean, they want you to feel like her dream of living in America is a nightmare come true essentially for a Puerto Rican and well, for just a woman in general. Exactly. Yeah. And it is such a violent and violating scene, but it's one of those scenes that I think needs to be in the show to show and in the film, But to show that this story isn't just about like love and joy. It's about like the reality of there's that deep seated hate almost and like guttural racism. Yeah. That, you know, the mob racism where
0: some people might not be as racist as others, but man, you get a few people in a room together that have somewhat the same ideas and those ideas can spiral out of control.
1: And I love that then the store shop or the shopkeeper comes in and he's like, what the hell are you doing?
0: Yeah. He kind of pulls them back to reality. Right. I think as a moment in the musical, it is one of the most powerful and I'm sure that helped her win her Academy award. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. She is amazing
1: in that role. And she has a cameo in the new movie, which is why I'm slightly forgiving that they're remaking it. I will be honest. Just a side note. It does look amazing but I think that you nailed that on the head is that they have stripped the color out of it because it does look muted. It does look... Yeah. Steven Spielberg is directing it, and he has kind of fallen into this kind of weird...
0: It's a trope. It's a, it's a movie trope it now is. where, like, movies are all this muted color and
1: But his movies especially have really into that.
0: Yeah, I think if they do almost like a Wizard of Oz kind of thing where it starts almost black and white in the music only section. And then as we like flood onto the street of New York and like start to experience it, then it's the color starts to come back. Maybe that would be really cool. Right. I mean, I will say I was taken a little bit by the trailer when it starts with the same music that the movie starts with like that. Cause that's like, I love it. I love it. Iconic. It's iconic it and it's iconic. a great way to start a trailer, but this movie without color is nothing so hopefully there's more color than in the trailer
1: i do think that it will be good i do want to believe that it would be a good adaptation i love steven spielberg's work um but i told michael while we were watching the 1961 version that i think it would be pretty incredible if steven spielberg's version could go on to win best picture because you would have two best pictures in you know 19 61 and then in 2022 that were the same story that yeah, would be, be west side cool. story
0: can you win twice like
1: that absolutely if because it's the same it's script new, and everything it's not the same script they've done different like changes to it and it's a new adaptation and mm. yeah absolutely it could win best picture so i don't know we will be on pins and needles to see if that happens it just because... seems weird
0: though because if you stage a musical it's a revival right but you could still a win a tony musical. for best revival of a musical Yeah, but not
1: can't because it's a brand place. new picture. It's a brand new cast, which let's talk about the cast. Multiracial cast on this new version, which I cannot wait for. Arena DeBose, I'm rooting for you to score that Oscar um, as Anita, which I think would be pretty fantastic if two women won uh, Academy Award for the same role. That would be pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, so that comes out in December. But Let's get to the wrap up of this. What, yeah. uh, Who would you recommend this to? Is there anybody in particular you would not recommend this movie to?
0: Definitely if you're a musical lover who maybe hasn't gotten to see this on stage and you just never got around to seeing the movie, definitely watch it. I mean, listening to the music is one thing, but like experiencing it is another. This is one where I'd say if you've seen the movie and liked the movie, you'll like the live show better. better. We were fortunate enough to see it live. It's gorgeous. you know. It, either way, if you like musicals in any sort of way, definitely see it.
1: I think it's interesting because I had seen the film and I liked it. And we saw it at the Guthrie here in Minneapolis. And I absolutely fell in love with it. And now I appreciate the movie more having seen it on stage. I feel like I do appreciate it more so much that when I pulled this movie out of our vase of all the Best Picture winners, I got very giddy. Ed Michael was like, oh, God, what movie did you pick? And I yeah. told him, and he was like, that's a great choice. Yeah. So I'm excited yeah. to see the new one. Yeah. Yeah, I am too. I'm, I'm
0: excited to see what happens. I was excited to watch this one. I just am excited.
1: Well, I am excited for you. Yeah, thank you. Um, I would say even if you're not a musical theater fan, definitely check it out it is a fantastic film it's beautifully choreographed like i mentioned Mm -hmm. um jerome robbins did the choreography he also won the academy award for directing the film so definitely check it out um if you're an action fan it has some violent scenes in it It so it's got some really cool choreographed fight scenes something for everyone yeah so go check out 1961's west side story and thanks for tuning in You've been listening to Roasts, Reads, and Reels.